Welcome to The Unexplained Truths. Stories of life, healing, and unexplained events. We're your hosts. I'm Julie. And I'm Genevieve. And on this show, we will explore and uncover the hidden truths about life, healing, and unexplained events with our guests through real life stories. So get ready to be educated, enlightened, and inspired by our guests through their stories. Today, we have medium and intuitive healer Colleen Feeney Dyer. Colleen was born in Boston, Massachusetts, then her parents moved to Southern Maine, my home state, where she was raised from the age of three. Colleen had been told by a spirit that she would use this gift to help people with healing and was told it was time to go public and is here today to share her story and her experiences with her work. Hi, Colleen. Hi, Colleen. Hi, ladies. How are you? Good, how about yourselves? Great. Um, so can you just tell us how did you discover that you were a medium? Well, I had experiences as a child that I didn't um, quite understand. And it took um, into my 20s to really come full circle with it. There were memories of people that I would see that I didn't understand. When I became a young adult, I'd had other experiences that I didn't understand how to share. And what happened was um, in my early 20s, I had um, started experiencing not only seeing things, which actually was more powerful when I was a child, but was feeling and hearing things. Mm. And I actually had met a medium um, who, by sharing his experience with me about his life, it was like a light bulb went off and my whole life completely made sense. Why I was built the way I was, why I felt the way I felt. And from that point forward, the journey for the next several years was learning how to work with it, how to understand it, and more importantly, how for me to embrace it. And what were some of the things that helped you to learn how to do that and learn how to embrace it? I would actually, once I learned that, um, to just kind of listen to, because it's not only voices like hearing like you and I, it would be what I thought had been some thoughts, but I realized it was them communicating and it was just several years of, of testing, basically me trusting it. So it would even be silly things of, I'd be told to pull up and go into a certain store and I'd go in and I'd cross paths with somebody that I hadn't seen in many years, or they were just little instances like that, that then eventually got bigger and bigger and would really come into play in my work environment of things that not only feeling spirit, but I would, situations that were coming or things that were going to happen or things I felt that I picked up on people and then they would happen. So it was this whole process of me really, the, the truth was, is trusting it and trusting that I wasn't necessarily crazy. And then it was, what am I going to do with this? Right. right. How do you know the difference between intuition or feeling like, I mean, I know for me, sometimes I feel like I'm intuitive but then other times I feel like I am and it, it's not, doesn't play out the way that I think that it will. So how do you know the difference between when you're really picking up on something and when you're just imagining it? Well, for me, it's, I'll get a certain, when I started to learn more is, especially if it's um, channeling spirit, mm -hmm. I will get these certain sensations. I'll feel, I'll actually feel someone kind of step into me. And that's how I started to learn more and more. It wasn't necessarily my information as far as intuition or what some call the psychic part of it. When like everybody has intuition, we're all connected. Mm -hmm. um, that's what people talk about. When you do have a feeling, you think of somebody and then lo and behold, you run into them. Right. The difference is when you're meant to 
share it with somebody else or it has to do with something else um, and not necessarily your own. It's usually very random, not just a thought process. It's not just you thinking about something and then having, say, per se, a vision of it. Right. It usually comes at very random times when you're not thinking of, of anything. It doesn't make sense why, you know, if I'm sitting in the refrigerator looking for something to drink and suddenly I just have this this flash or a scene of some sort of um, event taking place, I have no doubt that it has absolutely nothing to do with me. So it's really, it's a matter of testing it for yourself too. Sometimes yeah. we do, it's like wanting something. So you think it's, oh, they call manifestation, which there's truth to manifestation. But I think for those who are questioning their intuition, it's a matter of not just thinking, well, I was wrong. It's more important. It may be just testing of you paying attention to it and listening to it. Because sometimes, like for yourself, maybe that didn't come true, but maybe the acts or the decisions you made gearing towards that vision you had mm -hmm. lined up other things in your life or other doorways that opened up for you. So you don't always know that, like the example you gave of yourself, that it's yeah. not something that's really true. Right. Just for our audience, can you explain the difference between or explain what a medium is and then explain the difference between a medium and a psychic. Because okay. I, I think people think that they're the same thing and they're not really the same thing. Are no, they? I've had to, because people have different meanings for it. So what I've, what I've learned in, for myself, the medium part comes in from being the middle, like the medium between this vibration and, and this world, those of us who are here, and the other side. The psychic part for me is it's not that there's not communication happening with the other side, but it's also picking up on things to come. So for me, like when I'm sitting with a client, I'm giving messages that's coming from um, a loved one or someone on the other side. They could be talking about things that memories in their lives so or different uh, family members or things only that client knows that somebody on the other side could know. But then there's times is information, whether it's coming from that spirit or not, that has to do with things that may not have happened yet. So for me, how I identify with it is the psychic aspect is things to come. I've heard others have different explanations of it, but that's how in my life it incorporates. So are you also a psychic as well as a medium? Yes. Oh, okay. And yes, there's times I get psychic information. And I don't necessarily know, I don't have per se a, a spirit that's identifying, that's giving me that information. I can have spirit that will give me things to repeat to a client that may need to come, which is futuristic. But there's times that I get things like when I explain looking in the refrigerator and seeing this vision of an event play out, that would also be another piece that I would consider psychic. Right. But I also, like, I don't, I most definitely don't have all the answers and I still learn every day. But yeah. I also know that even that information is coming from a different vibration. Right. And do you connect with just people who have passed on or can you connect with, let's say, angels or spirit guides or any other type of entity? Yes, I've connected with guides. I have guides come through for people. Um, I've also seen and um, had angels come through. It's not something um, that happens all the time for me. It's more common for me to have those that come through that have actually passed or those who are on the other side that are guides. And right. from what I understand, some of them guides can be people who may have lived before, whether you know them or not. 
Mm-hmm. In some, the only way I can describe it just seem like these ascended divine beings that have some sort of not more knowledge, like of a supreme divine entity that necessarily didn't walk this earth. And they feel, excuse me, very different. I'm curious, did you, you say that you're still learning, did you train with anyone specifically? Did somebody teach you how to... No, I just had to, it's basically trial and error. I had to understand more importantly myself. I've never trained. It's just mm-hmm. something that I was a part of me. When I say learning, meaning every time, because I ask questions of my own guides or this experiences I have, I don't remember what happens in a reading between me and a client because I'm just the middle person. Right. But there's times I feel like I find, discover some sort of answer about when we pass, what's the journey? Like I know everybody has a life review. What I mean by learning is I've had some spirits come in that just seem more, just more communicative, more to the point. Mm. And there's these different levels of vibrations of when we pass on that we travel to. And just when I think I may figure out like, oh, okay, maybe someone who speaks more clearly or more to the point is someone who is at a a different level and hasn't crossed over to a, a, a higher level. I'll have an experience that completely negates that. So it's every time I think that I've discovered some other new idea of how it works on the other side. Yeah. I'm always, there's always something else that happens. So it's not that we can't get answers. I I know it. I believe it. It's in all of us. We all come from the same place. But it's just so vast and so deep that I think it's the part of that's a gift in itself. That just when I think I have something figured out. Yeah. Right. It's because it's not the same. I've had, I think sometimes like spirits are better communicators and I've had clients say, oh my God, they were so, that's how they communicated in life. But I've also experienced Mm -hmm. some that will show me things. So it's almost like a, uh, not charades or they'll use my own experiences or things from there. They can pick from my mind and my life experiences to show me things that would Mm -hmm. get me to repeat certain things. So they communicate different. And what I mean by learning is every time I think I have an aspect of that figured out of some sort of answer of what the other side is. I have a completely different experience or something else that I think it's my guides and the divine being just making sure we always stay on our toes and that there are things that are left for when we do, I say, go back home to find out and get answers for. If we came back here remembering all of it, I think it defeats the purpose yeah. of our journey here. If we came back remembering everything and all the answers, I don't believe we would follow through the journey that we signed up for. Right. Totally. We wouldn't want to be here. <laughs> no, we'd ruin it. We'd avoid, we'd avoid all bad things that were going to happen to us that helps us grow or helps right. us learn things. Right. Karmic lessons we signed up for, we might would then be like, oh, never mind. I don't want to do this anymore. Right. We, that, yeah. It would completely, we would ruin it. I really do believe that. We'd, our fear yeah. would kick in and we wouldn't be able to complete the journey here that we came here for, the many things we came here for. Right. Right. And That's it would kind point. of dim, you know, the purpose of your life, the purpose of why you're here. We all have a purpose as to why we're here, too. Absolutely, and that's half the journey. We have many purposes. Yeah. And people that we meet, and that I believe it would take from it. Yeah. Have you ever encountered any bad spirits? Yes. So in my experience, this is another one of the things that I'm I'm constantly trying to figure out. I've experienced fantastic question, Julie. Spirits, souls like ourselves that have passed that I wouldn't say bad as in um, they could be dark. So there's souls that 
there's a lot of anger. There's things I may have done here that carry that vibration of being a lower energy mm-hmm. that can be helped with crossing over, dealing with trying to clear those things before they can go to the next place. There's a difference between that and my experience than things that I've experienced that for me do not even associate with a, a soul, a human soul. Something that's of a different vibration that's so dark that doesn't even seem hu- like human-like. So there's two different things for me uh, that Scary. I've experienced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have nightmares tonight. <laughs> no, don't have nightmares. I'm not going to be able to sleep. It's going to be fun. I tell my children and I share with anybody that I've learned is irregardless of all the answers and all the questions we have, we, we have there's light and there's darkness we cannot have light without darkness and vice versa Absolutely. we are of light the love we come from is of light so mm-hmm. what i always say is in any situation love and light will always supersede and if you really think about it anything of a darker vibration even with a soul that's struggling think about our emotions our emotions are, are have energy in themselves if we're angry or depressed or or down or not trusting or jealous. Think of all those things and how we feel. If yeah. you really tap into those, you're heavy yeah. when you yeah. feel those emotions. When you're feeling love and connection and trust and all those other lighter emotions, you feel light Right. also. And so what I always say is, is when I've been in those situations, fear, those darker things, feeds on fear. Mm. And I believe in those situations a few times I've been in them. I say I'm spiritual. I don't say religious, excuse me, religious, but I know there's a higher power, whether we call that God. I like to say the divine being. And there have been situations I'm in that I just call in the light and I, I give it back and ask for them to stand, to come in and take care of it. There's a difference between that than an angry spirit. And don't, I always tell people, don't be afraid because you are protected. It's scary to feel. I've also had people experience feeling a spirit around and it not being that it's a bad spirit. You're feeling a sensation you're not aware of and you don't understand it. So fear kicks in. So sometimes people have experiences, they think it's a bad spirit and it's not. It's your fear. You're feeling the energy of another spirit, but not necessarily a bad spirit. So don't let the, don't, no nightmares. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like I'm in church right now. There's so many things that you're saying that I'm like, yes, preach, yes. <laughs> um, it's, and it's true because we're all we're all connected and we all walk around. The, we're in this. There's a veil that, and this whole universe of beings and angels. Angels are, are I always say, extraterrestrial beings. From yeah. everything mm-hmm. I've learned so far, we don't get to be angels. We're different than angels, and we're walking amongst these spirits, angels, this whole universe that's with us at all times. And we come from that. So there's many times people are feeling that, whether they're talking about this or understanding it or not. Yeah. We're never alone. Do you believe that, you know, we all are in, have our own vibration and sometimes, you know, higher, sometimes lower. Do you believe that we attract certain spirits based on, whatever vibration we're in. So like if, if we're at a high, higher vibration, we would attract better spirits than if we're at a low vibration? Yes, I, I do believe that. And I think there's, for me, there's two pieces to that. There's when there's the power of a law of attraction, manifestation. Yes, when you're in a higher vibration, 
you can be in that place where higher vibrational beings will be around you. But at the same time, because it's not a judgment thing on the other side, we yeah. all go to the same place. There's just different levels. Right. So what we would call bad or low vibration can still come in your path for one of two reasons. I have heard and I do believe sometimes when there's a low vibration, especially spirit, they may not just in, in like a spirit who's passed us amongst each other, can gravitate towards someone who is of a high vibrational light because they want to be around that. Mm. I also believe that when we kind of label it a low vibration with people in our paths in life, that we also attract that for lessons or for us to evolve. And that's why I think you'll find, aside from just the spirit world, the people in our lives end up changing at some point as we evolve and grow. And it's not necessarily a better than or being better than someone else is the matter we're growing and then those that vibration no longer resonates with us so that's why i think it's two parts i don't think it's just with spirit on the other side i think we have to look at that as us as energetic beings with each other here yeah yeah i don't know that's an interesting thing because i've i had a session with colleen and it was blew blew my mind and there was a spirit that came through that I guess I'm not a fan of. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, from my life. And so, I don't know, that's just interesting to hear you say that because I, I didn't think that he was on a very high vibration. But maybe he is now. I don't know. But I don't know. It's just interesting to hear you say that. And then. Well, it could be. What I've learned is sometimes. Um, that's the hot, that's where with us here we also hold on to that person we knew in this life sometimes especially if there's not good things they did as they travel on the other side just like us here in this life alone we, we evolve we constantly grow in our journey on the other side that happens also and sometimes it's not just a matter of even if it may not have been a favorite person of yours sometimes they're stepping forward it's it's for their own growth. It's not from a selfish point of view, but it's also so that some sort of healing, some sort of peace, some sort of completion can also happen with you. So just for the fact from everything that I've learned, because it really is about healing. And I don't remember what happens in reading. So just know that as you explain what your experience was. But what happens is I believe we get caught up in thinking that that's who that person is and that's not who we really are at the soul level. Mm. Like we've come here for our souls to grow, but we've come here and we've also chosen to play a certain character that's going to serve the purpose of our soul growth. And that sometimes the fact that we're even resistive to a certain person coming forward in spirit can also show and prove to you that there's still something you're holding on to because when we really move past something or we heal, we don't attach into those emotions of anger or resistance. True. And so for whoever this person was, they may have come forward to make, it's like unfinished business for them to acknowledge things that they may have done, but more importantly, to bring forth to you and acknowledge and take responsibility of, of the ways they left you feeling. Because in that journey, from what I understand, we pass, I talked about the life review. I know we all go through it. That's one of the things we do is we have to look at our life and from an outside point of view and say, okay, I, I understand. I didn't learn that lesson. 
oh, I, I made that person feel that way. They can feel and see some of the things we unfortunately don't do in this life of how we affect one another. Right. Hmm. And maybe that person come through to acknowledge that to you and to help you with some healing or to let some of that go. Because resentment and those pains we carry, it's, it's only affecting us. It really has more of an effect on us than them. Right. I always say they're in the better place. There may be different levels that we all go to, but they're still in the better place. Hmm. Yeah. How, how many spirits can you connect with at once? What's your max? What's your, what's your Guinness book right now? I don't, I don't actually, I don't know, to be honest with you. I've had situations where someone's coming in and giving information about who they are and then somebody else is trying to give me information. I have had times where I feel like it's almost like being in a room, although I can't, my seeing isn't as strong as it was when I was a kid, so I, I hmm. feel and I hear more. Mm. Where it's almost like I feel like there's several people, and it's almost like, ooh, 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 pick me. But how they're really doing it is they're all sending me different things. So I don't have an exact count. I know I've been in situations where I feel um, there's been any from, like, to eight to ten of them. Wow. Wow. Right immediately next to me. Wow. But yet at the same time, this is going to sound hard, but I'm just trying to explain it. Even though I may feel that, it always feels like way off in the distance, there's some that are waiting. Like I've cracked jokes about some coming through and it, it's the person they're reading. There's all these people they understand and they don't understand uh, someone else. That's why I have people record. Sometimes you may not get who it is in the moment, but I've also had experiences where I've been in my office and I may have had three or four clients and I think, geez, I don't remember what happens in the readings. But I keep getting the same person, the same name. And it's for like my third client of the day. And I, right. thought, I joke and think, well, didn't you know your person wasn't being <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't get it. I still don't understand it. You're like, late. Me, but what I understand, there's no time. I'm thinking, but their person was connected to me, if that makes sense. I think yeah. that there's an antsiness there for them. And that person maybe wasn't my until 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. But because there's no time, they were already there and waiting. Yeah. That's so Those are the moments where I'm still like, okay, I don't understand what's happening. So I don't have an exact count. I've never actually thought to, to count. So now you have me intrigued. I may have to try that sometime. <laughs> yeah. Are you able to just turn it on and off? Or are you able to turn it off? How do you live your life? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't necessarily um, turn it on and off. I have learned <clears throat> with the help of actually an acupuncturist of mine um, had told me several years ago that I should try to learn to eat, not necessarily shut it on and off or when there's a time and a place for it. And it, it kind of works, but doesn't, if that makes sense. So what will happen is if I'm picking up on something and I'm out with my family, it's not that I don't want to pass messages, but this, and this is just me personally, this is who I am as Colleen. If you've seen me, uh, as you have, Genevieve, you'll see I, I, I lose focus. I'm not, I'm here, but I'm not. Yeah. And one thing I've learned is and probably because of the experiences in my life. Life is short, and I have a family who I love very much, and I'll have my children for only so long. And when I'm with them and I'm doing things with them, I really want to be plugged in to what's going on. And so I had a time period where it felt like I was being pulled in all these different directions, and it's not that I don't feel things, but what I'll do is, is say to them, because they're really in a place they can pull amazing miracles off of the stories I've heard of people telling me how they found me or how they got connected. And I'll just say, because I talk to them all the time in my head, 
please find a way to get them to me. And I started to do that and it has worked to a degree. It's not that it's ever fully turned off, but I've learned to just kind of put it to the side in the time being. And I call it a pact. I say it's a respect that I have with spirit and they have with me. And because I tell my guides all the time when my children are grown and they're off on their own, then I'll be more than happy everywhere I go. My husband probably won't be happy, but <laughs> everywhere I go, I'll be more than willing to give messages. And then I have situations where it's so strong and it's so overwhelming that I trust that that spirit is not letting up because this could be an imperative moment that that may be that person's only time to get this message. And when that has happened to me, I follow through and I've never regretted it. And I feel it's a respect thing. I trust in spirit that they wouldn't push if it didn't need to be in that moment. Right. So I've learned to, I guess, balance it a little bit, but it never fully goes away. Right. So in my session with you, you mentioned, well, you mentioned that you get different images or you hear different things or this and that when during my session there there are certain images that you get that mean certain things like for example the drinker's hand oh the drinker's hand those yeah. types of What's things that? did you get the drinker's hand found a couple people <laughs> on a couple of them yeah it's okay. <laughs> fine <laughs> and, um, and um i'm just wondering how did those come about for you? How did you how did you know that 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 was the drinker's hand? Yeah, and those <laughs> things come and you know, yeah. Well, when I first started when I kind of put it out there um instead of just giving stuff to people, that's how I learned. It was just trusting it and for me that's the pieces where sometimes they they pull meetings from me. Like they can kind of pick my brain. And when I would have, I probably would have saw like a drink in the hand and someone doing this, which to <laughs> me it's, it's drinking. We all may have a drink, yeah. but that I knew was a significance that I started to call the drinkers. And what probably happened, it's, it's been probably, it's been six years now since I went public is I'm guessing I probably saw that enough times. And when I repeated to someone, okay, this person showed me the drinkers hand. Do you understand that? They would have completely associated. I'll call the drinkers the alcoholic's hand. I think the drinkers hand sounds nice. That's a nicer <laughs> way of putting it. Um, yeah. It's not a judgment thing. I always tell people it's not a judgment, but they have to give forth information that's yeah. um, confirmation for you. Things that you associate yeah. with them or things that you only would know where they would. So right. that's when, so they probably know as they step forward with some, because some will talk, I'll hear actual words. But that is probably one of those pieces of the language where they can pull from my brain that they know, oh, show her this. And, and she's going to say drink her alcoholic. <laughs> right. So yeah. I know. Oh, no, I knew. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. You said I was showing a drinker's hand. I'm like, ah, yes. That's, yeah. that's who <laughs> and this that's, is. That's one of the things where it's for me. I've had to learn. That's what it's all about is there's all kinds of mediums out there. For me, it was learning about who am I? Who's calling? And what am I going to do with it? And that's the piece where I started to learn. I had to figure all that out. Like, oh, why do I hear someone actual voices and, and words or I'll see scenarios or it's almost like a charades game, like the drinker's game. And why <laughs> I have some readings, you know, I can't remember what happens in readings. I know there's some that they're just talkers, some showing me more things. And I don't understand why sometimes people say, well, that's how they were in life. They always beat around the bush or if I'm, yeah very blunt you know it all plays its part and I had to figure that out and that's why it's it was also it was a training meaning I was guided by my own guides because 
if like I were to see a face, if I if my mom's face was to show up in front of me, I would say the name Donna. Mm. You see what I mean? So I had to, and it's happened before. So I think I used to think that if spirit was there, that's another thing I learned this year. I assumed if we're on the other side, they know how to do this to come through and communicate. That's not true. Yeah, they have to get to a vibration where they can, and it's different types of communications and. That's one of them. I think I don't know how some get to pick my brain and some and some don't. Those are just many of the answers. I just when I think I would figure it out one day, I could have a completely different day the next. I know some psychics don't predict death, disease, or disaster. Mm-hmm. Do you ever get any of those during your readings? I have. Usually, what will happen because I I won't filter. Mm-hmm. Um, that would take away from the integrity of what I do. But what happens is. Sometimes if I don't hear a direct piece of information and it's a feeling, it's another way to communicate is that they'll help me feel things. Mm-hmm. I will actually ask like, okay, is, does this need to be said? Or how do I say this? Like I've had situations with someone I picked up on someone being ill and knew that their time was running out quicker than the person I was sitting with realized in whatever mm-hmm. the message was, I wouldn't filter it, but I would say, you know, make your amends with them you've been questioning visiting or whatever the information was and i'll say follow through as far as disease i have had situations where um people have called me and said that i had they had given information spade had given information about things to get checked out and they did get them checked out and sometimes the things from as small as just minor i wouldn't want to say minor but disorders that aren't necessarily terminal but they were able to pick up on it. And when I tell people, it's not, people comics, they're afraid of that. They think I'm going to kind of say, okay, you're going to die at 75 from a heart attack. And I always kind of chuckle and say, that's not how it works. It's not supposed to instill fear. The purpose and the point of this is to give you comfort and healing and know we're not alone and that there's a purpose here. So I've never experienced necessarily something like that. But I also tell people, if spirit, your loved one, has given a piece of information for me to repeat, of something that can be altered because even though they're there, there still is a higher power and a higher plan. It doesn't mean they get to know everything. So if they've been allowed to see that that information and they're giving it forth to me, that means it's something that can be possibly altered or caught in time. What is the, let's say, expectation or outcome that people have when they come to you and do they usually leave feeling satisfied? In my experience, yes, and I always pray for that before I, I go into a reading. Mm-hmm. I always do a prayer and connect with my spirit guides and ask. I always say, if you would come in to see me, I would say, you know, I have Genevieve here. Please hold this in your light of love and protection. Any of her loved ones that are here, please come forward to bring through any messages of healing, hope, love, whatever it is that she needs at this time in her life, and that I may be a conduit to help with healing and trust in whatever it is that you need. So I always pray for that because that's what it's supposed to be is about healing and helping. Right. Um, I'd like to think that everybody leaves satisfied. I've had many tell me that I've had people, I've had some very emotional experiences where people have called me and where I don't remember. It's kind of neat when people call me and tell me about some of the things that were said and they felt the need to let me know how much it helped or how it changed things. And it makes me feel good. But I also know that there may be some that I would like to think didn't leave unsatisfied, but that can happen. I've had people like when they call, like, I'm very, I'm a very honest person and say, 
they say, is there anything I can do? And I'll say, if whoever it is you're trying to connect with, talk to them. Because in my experience, I can't control it. Yeah. I can't make, I, if, I, if I could, I would. I'd use it to my own advantage. I'd pick a phone up and call my own family. So I say to them, I do the best I can. I can't control who comes in. I always pray for it. And then I always leave at the end a time for a question. And if there happened to be somebody that didn't come forward, that person can give me a piece of information and I can try. And I feel pretty good at this point in with this path that I've done very well. Um, have there been a few times in the end someone was very happy about all the other ones that come through but wanted to connect with someone specific and they gave me the information I just couldn't connect? Yes, that's happened a few times and it was very hard for me. Yeah. Because mm. you feel like I, I can't get caught up in feeling like a failure. Right. But I'd be lying to say that I don't, you know, I check in with spirit and I feel bad. Yeah. I'm curious, what is your philosophy on how much of our life is fate versus how much control do we actually have? Well, I believe that in as in fate that we as souls have, I always joke and call it a contract, mm -hmm. that before we came because we choose to come here, it's by choice to learn things. And many times, and we lived before, but that when we come here, there are multiple things that we're looking to accomplish that we may not have in another life, whether it's a lesson about forgiveness and love or to also reconnect with a certain soul here. For There is truth to karmic, too. It's not a point of just people put the word like punishment on it, but it's karmic debt of, okay, if in another life I was terrible to you in this life, I want us to cross paths so I can be kind to you. And we sign up for much of this. And... But there's also, we do have choice and free will going all along the way. And I think that's what's important about when we take our mind out of it and we all follow our heart and our, we all have intuition and follow those things. That's when we get guided more and more on our path and our journey to accomplish the things we came here to accomplish. Mm. Right. So I believe it's written as in fate. There are certain major things, but there's also free will. And yeah. it's not about somebody up there waiting for us to get back there like a parent and say, oh, you screwed up again. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. It's all all by choice. It's learning. It's really like like school here. I want to know. We can change things. I believe the different choices also are already like a ripple effect affecting not only this life, but the next life. Because if we've learned something or there's something that we haven't learned, it's already going to be set up for what we're going to choose in the next life. Yeah. So I absolutely believe there's still free will. Mm-hmm. Good. That's what I wanted to know. Yeah. <laughs> that's what oh, I wanted yeah. to hear. I think this, and I think that's what serendipity comes in. When you, it's like you meet someone, it's not just partnerships as in love with um, partners in that way, but people, friendships, mm -hmm. um, co-workers. This, this is where I tell people all the time when you meet someone, it's sometimes it's hard for people to understand that that's why you can feel such a connection with someone because you know that soul from another life. You know somehow, some way you were meant to connect here. Right. Yeah. It's all part of the plan or the contract, as I say. Mm -hmm. Even the ones that, that kind of poke us and ruffle our feathers are the people we come across that even those who haven't done anything to you, just energetically, there's just something about them you don't like. Mm -hmm. I think that's the beauty <laughs> of it is we don't always understand why. But it could be something as simple as you just didn't connect with them in another life energetically and that you crossed their paths again. Or it could be something as amazingly complex as that 
you don't like them necessarily because they didn't do something to you in this life. It's an energetic thing of something in a past life, but they still serve their purpose. They're still there for a reason, whether it's to make you look at a lesson or love is huge with that. People are going to be put in your path to constantly get you to learn and stand in your own power and love yourself. Yeah. So that's where the shitheads is like, oh, I can't swear tonight. (laughs) It's okay. We'll leave it. No, we can edit it. (laughs) It's okay. We edit. It's fine. (laughs) Okay, good. The people that we, you know, that we perceive that way in this life that really work us up or that challenge us, there's people when they're just not nice. As crazy as it sounds, they're still in our contract, per se, of what we've signed up for, serving their purpose. Yeah. It's not all for naught. Thank God. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So what do your friends and family think about your gift? (laughs) My family, um, I'm just mom and a wife and they don't care. (laughs) Your kids, your kids are young. Yes. I have teenagers. They're teenagers now. So I have three girls. Oh God bless you. 15 and 13. Oh no. um, (laughs) I'm walking the guts of hell right now. Yes. And and they all know what you do, right? Everybody knows. Oh, yes. They all know what I do. And um, they're okay with it. Um, it's kind of funny. There's times they don't want to have any part of it, you know, when they get annoyed with me. Because as a mom, it's not that I get to know everything. Um, I'd be lying to say I'm not lucky. There are times I pick up on things and know things or something they did. But there's also <laughs> times when I'd like to tap into that. And I want an answer for myself. And they give me nothing. It's like a flat line. Yeah. Yes, they're like, so nope, learn it for yourself. <laughs> so they get annoyed with me for that, for things like I'll pick up on it, even if it's interactions, like they'll have a new friend and all of a sudden they'll just over, come over me and I'll say, you know, I really think you need to watch out for this person. I think that they're going to do this, this and that. And I, you know, I'm a mom, I want to protect them. And they just kind of look yeah. at me like, I don't want to hear it. They right. have their lessons that they need to learn, too. Yeah. yeah. So even though there's times I can't get information when I do and I want to give it to them, there are many times they don't care. They don't want to hear it. Yeah. I have right. my daughters tell me, I, don't, I want to figure it out on my own. Yeah. And I have to learn to, to honor that. And they were embarrassed by it at first, but now I'm noticing there's a shift. They don't want to know any of that, but yet when they have a friend over, this is the new thing. <laughs> um, they will come ask me, um, I like this person so-and-so. <laughs> Do they like her? And if so, she wants to know when they will date and if they'll date. I get that now. That's when they like me, and it's cool. Other than that, they want no part of it. Are you able to to give them an answer? I have a few times, and there's other times it's um, not that I'm annoyed, but I'll say, I'm watching TV. I want to be left alone. I don't know. Jimmy likes you, and it's going to take you to the prom next year. Figure it out for yourself. Yeah, thank you. Figure it out. You didn't want to hear when I was trying to tell right. you about your friend. You right. Backstabbing you or trying to get your feelings, but you want to know if Jimmy likes you. Right. <laughs> of I'm course. Done. So <laughs> it works sometimes, and they do like it, but for the most part, um, I'm just mom. And they, they're embarrassed by it. When I've had it happen in public, they're embarrassed by it, but I think they're growing. I think I was praying to stay grounded and... And ego's a human thing. And I think yeah. some people struggle more than others. And I always pray to spirit, you know, to always keep me grounded. And I, I've come to conclude that my family is here to keep me grounded because I'm not cool as far as they're concerned. And my husband most <laughs> definitely doesn't want to know all the things I know when he can't get away with something. So <laughs> they don't think it's great. So when That's I come amazing. home, they're just like, yeah, whatever. Wow. I think you're cool. I oh, thank you. <laughs> I think you're sweet. 
I want at least somebody does. I mean, that doesn't help that at home. I'm determined no matter what, I do have three daughters. I will never be cool until maybe 15, 20 years from now. <laughs> yeah, so I'm glad you and other people think I'm cool. Yeah, no, it comes in cycles. They're going to need you. (laughs) They're going to need you again, especially when they're in their 20s. They will be knocking at your door for these things. Yeah. I hope my fingers are crossed, ladies. I'm hoping so. I'm told that, that girls always come back. Yeah, they do. I wanted to ask you what it was that inspired you to become public with this, too. I always was someone who wanted to help people. My whole life made sense. When I was a kid, I was going to be a teacher. I was going to be a doctor, a nurse, a therapist. So I always was always trying to find my way in life, and it was about um, helping people. And when this, you know, started really take its course, I had heard a voice, which I know was one of my guides, had said to me, the day will come when you will need to bring this to people and you will use it to help them heal. You need to trust in the process until then. Because then along my path, as I started to play with this, like I was was seeing and trusting it more, and it was like I got excited about it, there came a point when I was like, you know, okay, well, when? When is this going to happen? And I'll I'll never forget a voice saying, be careful what you wish for. Things happen when you're ready. And when it happens, it'll happen faster than you expect. So what happened was, is when I heard a voice say, it's time for you to help healing people, I put it out there for the intuitive healing work. That's what I... I put out there and when I left my job and told my husband I was going to do this, it was starting out with the intuitive energy healing. And just as they had said a few years prior, even though I didn't see it coming, the whole reading part just came on its own. I would get messages during intuitive energy healings, but I actually had someone call me about some stuff going on in our house. And I said, sure, I'll see if I can help. And it became a full blown reading. And from that point forward, she shared her experience. I never had advertised, I'd never done anything like that, and I just got calls. And so over the next months, it was I was getting calls for reading. So eventually, after several months, I put it on my brochure and my card, and that's it really did take a life of its own. And I remember that voice telling me that, and I remember thinking the first time I got a call for an actual reading, it's one thing, at least in my experience, when you're with somebody and it just it becomes so overwhelming and powerful to pass the message then when somebody's calling you and saying i'd like to set up an appointment and come down and sit with you you know it's it's almost like on cue but not if that makes sense yeah that's a little that was a little that was a lot of pressure and i remember that voice i remember just laughing to myself thinking and hearing that voice in my garage saying when it happens it'll happen quicker than you expect and be careful what you wish for you want to be ready mm-hmm and it just, it was a big trust point for me. And I just, I just went with it. And I feel I'm blessed. I've had people who've come in as far as um, Florida, um, New York. And wow. it's amazing. I don't ask questions. And I've had some that have given me experience, uh, have on their own told me after reading how they heard of me. And it, and it blows my mind. And it's why I believe I've had people say, you know, you really need to advertise more. I myself don't believe it's something to advertise Everybody that's come to me has been led by the divine or mm-hmm, some right. sort of intervention. And I believe that's that's all that I need. And it's it's worked. Yeah. And I feel like I'm fulfilled. I mean, life is forever changing. And this we, we have ebbs and waves of life and there's times that my life can be just as much a struggle as anyone else. And it, at this point in my life, I feel like this is one part that has come full circle for me, no matter what else happens. It's just another it's a piece that I'm able to say to myself. 
I found it. This is part of what I was meant to do. Yeah. Right. Do you only do in-person readings or do you do phone readings ever? No, I do do phone readings. That was kind of, that was a little scary the first time I got a call for that because I had <laughs> never experienced that. And I'm, I'm such a feeler mm. and yeah. I'm a people person. So mm-hmm. I didn't know how it would go. And I had a girl um, call me from, I believe it was Arizona was my first phone reading. And she had just said that she had a friend who lived here who came to see me and told her experience. And she said, would you do a phone reading? And I said, well, I've never done one. God knows I've been on the phone with somebody making an appointment and had stuff come through. And I said, I'm willing to try anything. I feel if, if you're calling me, I've been guided to do this for a reason. I said, I'll give it a shot. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And if it does, it does. And it went it went great. And at this point, I've lost count, but I don't do them constantly. They seem to come in patterns, but I've done them Arizona, Washington State, California. Wow. It's not my favorite. On a per- it, They seem happy, but... I think it's just me because I'm such a people person, such a feel I like people in front of me and being in that energy with them. Yeah. Right. And do you have any sort of like rituals that you do to prepare yourself before a reading? Yeah. I, I try to take moments when I bring somebody in the room, I'll leave you in there for a few moments. And I was, it's kind of letting the energy settle. And then I take a moment and that's when I call it a prayer. It's when I'm trying to just kind of clear the mind and I'm asking my own guides to hold us enlighten love and, and do a prayer for whoever it is or who are the persons are in the room that the people that are on the other side to come forward and try to speak clearly and concisely and I'll say guides, angels, whatever it is or whoever they need at this time to help them with healing, love, guidance, whatever it is that you need will come through. So it's a, a sort of prayer that I do before. Great. <laughs> <laughs> do you... What? I, I want to ask, give us your best stories. Oh, my like, God, that was what I was going to ask, Julie. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. I'm psychic. <laughs> I was just seeing the connection there. That's actually happened a few times during this segment, actually. So it happens, thank you. It happens all the time. With all it does, yeah. And some of it's stronger with other people, depending on your connection. It's, yeah. It's totally, it's, that's the connectedness. Yeah. Crazy. Um, my best story, I've had so many. I'd have to say, I'll share one of my most inspirational um, one. So many of them touched me in different ways, but this one was definitely huge for me. I love it. I'd had a um, girl come in. She called me a few months later. Divinely enough, I will tell you um, personally, I was in a place in my own life where I was really struggling with needing some hope and guidance and I was really questioning like am I really making a difference and I had this voicemail from this girl said my name is so-and-so please call me I saw you and she gave me the time frame and I I really need to talk to you so I, I I didn't call her for a few days I called her back and she explained who she was um because I only get a first name and a phone number and she described herself and I actually had a flash and I said yeah, I, I do remember you. I, I remember connecting with and I remembered her face. And she said, I just had to tell you this. And she began to share with me, because I don't remember what said in reading, she began to share with me, she said, I, I, I loved my reading. You said so many things that made sense. She, I guess, had lost her dad. That's what drove her to see me. A friend of a friend, a friend of her mother's and father's had seen me. She was up here on vacation, and she said that she had called, that I didn't have an opening, but I put her on a cancellation list, and lo and behold, I got a cancellation and called and brought her in. She said, um, 
there was so many things that made sense, but so there was these things that just made no sense, and you were adamant that because I didn't record it, that I write them down. Well, what it had been, I guess, is her father had been adopted. He was aware of this and had claimed that he had no desire to find anything out. And with his passing, this is why she had reached out to me. She really was traumatized by the loss of her father. In the reading, he'd come through and she said, one of the things I said is tell, he said, tell her I've with my mom and I've made, we've made amends. She said, I didn't understand that because him and my grandmother had a wonderful relationship. And she said, then I gave her these um, names, a couple of women's names and talked about sort of nurse in the, in the country of Canada. And she's telling me all these things and I'm saying, okay. And she said, well, you really encouraged me. And he said to go forth with finding his biological family. So why she had called me is they were able to track down who ended up being his biological sister. And they were really nervous about it, but they wrote her a letter. And what she said when they found her and found the information, she gave me the name. And she said that it was one of the names I said in the reading that her father was talking about was one of these names. Mm -hmm. So they wrote the letter. They sent it to her. She said friends and relatives thought, you know, that she was taking it. They were taking a chance that they were going to maybe get cut off or not get the results they wanted. She immediately reached out and they connected and she, by the end of the conversation, I was, I was crying. Um, mm. And she said that I had the, the mother was his biological mother. She was in fact passed. One of the other names I gave her was her name in life and that she had been a nurse. She had lived in Canada. Um, there was so much stuff that had made sense. And sad part, and she said, as I did say this, is that the sister of the other sibling was totally unaware. She thought she was an only child and had no idea her mother had had this son that gave, she gave up for adoption. And so when she called, she said, I just had to let you know that I cried and thanked her. And I was so happy that they had had this connection. But it, it gifted me right back because it came at a time when I was really questioning things in my own life. And for me, it was a sign from the divine that I was healing and I was doing what I was meant to do and that it was working because people leave my office and I don't, it's, you don't call people and follow up. You know, right, like, right. Hey, how did everything go? Right. So <laughs> it really, it just touched me and they've connected with her since and they have a beautiful relationship. So they feel like they have a piece of their father back and it just, blossom for there and then the mother called that she called me a couple months later and it just was amazing the mother and the sister never had met me they were in another state down in florida and then they called me and said would you come down here and stay with us and we have people who want to meet you and have readings and i did and that wow. came out of it and i'm actually going back there next month that's great that's cool. so it's been amazing and to be a part of that, but then on the other side of it, it gifted me too, because not only was I a part of that and she felt the need to share with me, which was amazing. I've really, when I met the other people in the family, I feel like there's that connection we talk about, soul connection, like their family for me too, like there's definitely a connection from another life with these people. And even when I was down there, this is another cool part of it, I was in the bedroom that night, and I'll never forget it, and the father... Um, had come in and I was talking to him. He was actually thanking me. And he said to me, and I could actually see him, which doesn't get to happen for me very often. He said, and he called me kid and he said, I have a, a present for you. And all of a sudden I looked and off in the distance, he, which I do see him sometimes, but not as much. It chokes me up. And he brought my father to me <gasps> to say hello. And I just sat on the bed crying because not only was they felt that I brought a gift to them, but it was just as much as a gift in return. And then this man, 
who is their father, who I connect with very much in spirit, who I'd never met before in my life. In turn, how he did this, I don't know, but felt even in spirit that he, how he connected and knew who my dad was and we all connect over there is beyond me. But to bring that, that moment, I'll never forget it. And I just cried and I told the wife the next morning what happened. And it was like, I felt like it was his way of thanking me too for what I did for him and his family here. Absolutely. So he brought your dad like you could physically see him? Yeah, I could see my dad. And I've seen my dad comes around a lot, especially my dad's been gone a long time and I was very connected to him. I would dream of him a lot, which is another way they come to you. I would feel yeah. him a lot, but I will definitely say as the years, it's been a long time now. It'll be, it's been 19 years, almost 20 since I lost my dad. It's not that they're not on, they're always around when we need them, but it really is another life and a journey. And it does come a point where I've had people say, you don't feel them around as much. Well, it's not that they're not there, but they really do have to go on to a certain point too, but they're always there when we need them. Not when we think we need them. They always give us signs when they know we need them. And I hadn't you know, seen him in a, a while, like actually visually seen him. I felt him at times. But I hadn't actually visually seen him. The last time I'd gotten anything from him was actually a few weeks before my mother's passing, before I lost my mother. So it, it had been, it was an amazing gift that this man brought me in spirit. It just was beyond words. It's a good story. That is a good story. <laughs> Nailed well, thank it. You. It's, it's inspired me and it still does. It was, it was life altering for me. Yeah. I mean, I could talk to you forever about all of this. <laughs> oh, thank you. I could talk to you ladies, too. Do you want to tell people where they can find you? Sure. How they can I'm find in you? Shapley, Maine. I have an office in Shapley, and people come to me, and I also travel out. What's and the, I do do phone readings. What's your office called? Um, it's Transcendence Within Healing Center. Great. Um, I do have a Facebook page. I do not have a website. I will get one. I've actually gotten crap for that, and even Spirit's been telling me I need a website. <laughs> I was going to give you crap for that, but I didn't. Okay, so you were already channeling a message for me. They're already giving you messages to give me crap. Yeah. <laughs> so I will do that. I'm not the best with technology. I'll be the first to admit it. I know it's the way of our world, but it's not my funnest thing. But that's um, what you have teenagers for. I have for. a Facebook page, which is the Transcendence Within um, slash Colleen Feeney Dyer. So you can find me either way, whether it's the business name or just my personal name. Okay, great. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Oh, thank for... you so much, ladies, for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank yeah. you. I hope I helped, and I hope I brought a little more understanding. You did. Oh, Definitely. my God. Good. Yeah. And I hope whoever's listening, I just make sure everybody knows you're never alone. And don't question any signs you get. People come to me and I'll, they'll give me, spirits will give me examples to repeat to somebody in my, in my office of signs, whether it's a song, a bird, people second, we question it all the time because it's our mind saying, oh, we want it to be that or that, that was just a coincidence. And anybody who's listening to this know that when you have those moments, it's not a coincidence and it's not your imagination. It's your loved ones. They're, they want to help us. Yeah, we're the one, right. I always joke, I'm a very humorous person. I say, we're the ones stuck here going through this place. We're <laughs> the ones who need the help and, and the inspiration. They want to do that. It's about accepting it. You can't always say, you know, if it's you, give me this, this, and that. It doesn't always work that way because I think they also have to learn how to do certain things. So when you smell them or there's a certain thing you see or all of a sudden you feel like they're there, they come into mind, whatever it may be, don't question it. Trust and know that it is your loved one giving you that sign. Amen. <laughs> Absolutely. Amen. That's right. Yeah. 
All right. Love and light to all. Love and light to you too, Colleen. Thank you, Thank you so much for joining us on The Unexplained Truths. It was an honor. Thank you for having me. That completes this episode of The Unexplained Truths. If you enjoyed it, be sure to like, rate, and review this podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you in the next episode. Want more? Head over to our YouTube channel, The Unexplained Truths. Do you or someone you know have an interesting story to tell? If you would like to be on our show, please email us at theunexplainedtruths at gmail.com.